Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster. These are the stories of our tribe. They are important, powerful, and will undoubtedly change you. Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect. Today I am so excited to have you on this video with us today, Brenda. So just give a quick little introduction. Tell us who you are, where you're from, whatever little tidbits you want to give us. Um, I'm Brenda, also known as the Black Widow Betty. Um, I live in Washington State, the west side, close to Seattle, but not Seattle. Um, I was a police officer for almost two decades, and I'm definitely a beautiful disaster. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, you know, you shared with us that you kind of always felt like a beautiful disaster. And, um, you know, I'm looking at some notes because I believe in notes. Uh, you said that growing up wasn't really easy for you. Can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing? Um, when I was about 11, my mom was in a serious car accident and she ended up with 95% brain damage. Oh. So I ended up getting bounced around between foster homes, grandparents, that kind of thing, until um, I was about 16 and then I got married kind of to get I think out of it, you know, right, right. and I ended up having a child right away and divorced by the time I was 18. So, wow. and then after that, I, I, I met up with a boyfriend that I knew from high school and ended up having my second son. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's go, let's go back a little bit. Cause at 11 years old, you're fully aware of what's going on. So when your mom okay. had this accident and lost 95% of her brain capacity, what was that like? It was pretty horrible. It it wasn't it wasn't my mom anymore at that yeah. point. I could, she was really hard to uh, understand most of the time. She had to learn how to walk and talk and all of that all over again. Jeez. And then she would have seizures in her brain, which would kind of make her violent at times. Mm. And she couldn't handle me and my sister both, so she kept my younger sister because I was old enough to to uh, handle it, I guess, and my sister wasn't. So. Wow, my goodness. And then you you had a burning desire, though, to help others, which kind of ties into what you just said about taking care of your siblings. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about your desire to help others and where that landed you as a career. Well, growing up that way and getting moved around a lot and some places weren't as nice as others so you'd you know take off run away whatever right and it was always a couple of certain policemen that would end up picking me up and move me to the next home and they kind of were familiar with my case and you know what I was dealing with at that age and they kind of took me under their wing a little bit and were really kind to me and I thought that's what I want to be when I grow up so from all of that I ended up going into law enforcement and which that's is, how that which is amazing and you shared with me that women in general make up about six percent of law enforcement and women in a supervisory role only about two percent so tell us about the big achievement that happened for you in 2010 well I um, took a job I was working in Montana and I took a job back here in Washington as the chief of police so I made it to the top of my profession which was that is amazing huge. yeah it was it was it was fun I absolutely love working in law enforcement and 
a lot of it was the giving back aspect and helping the community and, and all of that. That was my favorite part of it. It's so full circle. You know, here you were a little girl going through things that a little girl shouldn't be going through and they were there for you. And you, you know, would you say those were your heroes and your role models at that time? Oh, always. I didn't really have a, a man figure or an adult figure to look up to other than, you know, these few officers that were always picking me up and right. taking me to wherever I had to go. Right, right. And it, then you oh, ended up chief of police. That is fantastic. Definitely. Congratulations on that. Um, but then things changed. So in, in 2012, um, yeah. Um, I responded to a domestic violence call, and it was probably one of the most horrific ones I'd ever been on. And the the man had beaten and raped his wife repeatedly for about three days, oh kept her hostage, oh and then God. hung himself. And oh so when we responded, um, we took him down, and when we took him down, his corpse fell on top of me. So here's a six foot five, 285 pound body that landed right on top of me. And so oh my it God. damaged my spine. Um, I have several herniated discs throughout my spine. It damaged both my ulnar nerves, so I don't have feeling in my hands. Oh my and it just kind of got worse and worse from there. Um, that is like <laughs> gotta be one of the freakiest things to happen yeah, it's not to an you expect. <laughs> no, like you hear about officer involved shootings, you hear about, you know, standoffs, you hear about all kinds of things. You don't hear about a body falling on top of an right. officer. Like <laughs> gosh, wow. So yeah. so how did that change things for you? Well, that was in February of 12 and by May of 12, um my doctor said that, you know, enough was enough. I couldn't physically be able to do the job any longer and I had to agree with them I didn't want to hurt another officer or get myself hurt worse or anything right. like that so I had to medically retire oh gosh and and I could tell your spirit probably just wouldn't be fit for like a desk job no <laughs> <laughs> no, no way okay so would you say that that was one of the lowest points in your life having to give up that career definitely yeah definitely that yeah. was uh you know after i had retired um it took me a few months i wasn't getting out of bed i wouldn't eat i didn't want to sleep you know i couldn't sleep and everything just kind of hit me all at once and you know being not active anymore as much you know pounds come on and you feel worse about yourself and there was plenty of days i wanted to eat my pistol uh, right through in that time so wow. it was rough so you actually had moments that got that low that you considered taking your life yep definitely but there's a knight in shining armor in your story <laughs> isn't there it's definitely so let's um, hear about mr hubby <laughs> well he i think he kind of just got you know how it is with your significant others they they don't like it when you don't feel good and they know when you don't feel good and when you're depressed and hurting and he knew that was going on and I don't know if he just got tired of smelling me because I didn't want to shower or get <laughs> up but, um, he told me that there was a car show here in, in our little tiny town and he knows that I've always loved vintage cars and hot rods and anything vintage 
And he said that I was going to get my ass out of bed and I was going to go to this car show. He didn't ask and you. I, no, he I kind of hemmed and hawed about it a little bit. And, and then he said, well, and by the way, they're having a pinup contest too and you're going to enter it. So get your makeup on. So I had no idea what I was doing. and First time ever being in anything like that, right? Definitely. I mean, I, I always like to, to wear makeup and, you know, make my hair look pretty. But as a police officer, it's, you know, big bun and yeah. maybe mascara and lipstick. You right. know, it wasn't like anything extra fancy. Um, but I did. And he, you know, he went and got me some red lipstick. And I got a little black pinup style dress. And... He had all this stuff and so we went to this little car show and I entered that little pageant and I was and I, and the whole time I was so nervous and so just and they had a little talent portion and I don't you know what's my talent being a cop I don't know what to do right so um I told a joke or whatever and it was kind of a long story or whatever <laughs> anyhow I left that day with a little crown on my head and I'd won a photo shoot so I placed that day and I was like the oldest biggest girl there and I kind of okay I can do this you know yes. I'm the oldest fattest girl and I don't feel like shit but um I did it and I did I left with a little crown and and that photo shoot and started that and it has been non-stop ever since and that was in I think July end of July 2013. Isn't that incredible how in a moment everything got really bad for you? Yep. And in another moment, everything started to turn around for you. The Definitely. moment he said, this is what you're doing, got you that red lipstick, and you were willing and open enough to, to just say yes. It was probably the as much energy as you could muster was to just say, all right, screw it. Yeah, I, was, I didn't have enough energy to argue with him. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so tell us how you first discovered Beautiful Disaster. Um, well, after I won that little pageant and um, knew that I could face, you know, my fears of going back out in the world again um, and trying to be myself, I found them online and I thought this is like the most amazing thing ever. And these stories and this clothing company just gets it. They get that I'm damaged but I'm still perfectly imperfect and yeah. they get it that I am a train wreck that I am a beautiful disaster and that's that's kind of where that part came in and I just I love the designs are you know obviously um, <laughs> yes gonna have this this your new one I don't know if you can yeah the it. hating me won't make you pretty yep I'm actually gonna have that one tattooed on isn't um, that design gorgeous it is and I love the colors in yes it. it's just, awesome it, so, yeah. it will make a gorgeous tattoo I um, think so. so going back a little bit if there was one thing that you learned during that time you know when you were down in the dumps and you were depressed or either a lesson you learned personally or a lesson you learned about life in general what would you say that was you know most of us tend to think that things happen for a reason but sometimes it takes a while to be able to look back and see what that lesson or that reason might have been. What do you think it was for you? Well, I think at that time, um, I can remember through some of those days, it's like I'd wake up and go, okay, it's not over. I'm still here. <laughs> you know, maybe I should get up today or 
you know, I can still walk. I shouldn't feel so, you know, bad about, you know, being injured. And, and there's, I just kept going back to, you know, I know there's people a lot worse off than me. Yeah. And I know that there's people that have lost their spouses and, you know, family members through domestic violence and through, you know, law enforcement and being a first responder. And so I started and I felt guilty about feeling so bad too. Right. I think some of some of what I learned was is is there was still me in there even though I was so broken yeah. um, because I was you know feeling guilty about feeling so bad and and that I knew I had other things that I could be doing and should be doing to keep helping people right so I that's one of the things I look back on it and really remember is is that I was still there yeah <laughs> even though so broken down at that point I was still there somewhere so would you say that it was gratitude that you know kind of kind of helped you out of that because when you say you think about being grateful that you're alive being grateful that you don't have it worse than a lot of people have it would you say that maybe gratitude is what kind of helped you to pull yourself out I think so yeah yeah definitely. gratitude's definitely powerful that's for sure um, so what's next for you what's next for you in life tell us what you got going on um, so here about, I don't know, three years ago or so, since I'd won that little photo shoot, I started meeting some other people and where I live now was three hours away from where I worked. So I really didn't know anybody either here. I really didn't have a lot of friends. So I had started meeting some people through doing that photo shoot that I won. And then I started doing other pinup events and other car shows and, and then I did a few more pageants and um, placed in those pageants and met more people. And through doing some of those other pageants and things, I thought there's a better way to do these, mm. you know, I guess. Right. And, uh, <laughs> um, there's a, yeah, there's a better way to do them. There's a more efficient way to do them. And there's, you know, there's a better way to highlight each and every lady that enters into one of these pennant pageants. I don't do contests. I only do pageants because I want all the girls to feel special no matter where they place if they so place or not for the, I want for the audience to share the difference between a contest and a pageant to me a contest is one you just show up you could like I did that first time I just showed up it was the day of I signed up right there at the booth and they put me on stage asked me what my little name was asked me a couple of questions I had to do a little talent thing that I didn't know I was supposed to do right and they had a couple of judges and that was what they judged you on and that was it. Okay. It wasn't real like, you know, taking your time. Like I've got, we do, our pageants are pre-registration. So the ladies all get to know each other beforehand mm -hmm. through a Facebook group or something like that. Um, and a lot of them have, they do a lot of research and a lot of them make their own clothes and nobody shows up in the same dress. And, right. You know, they, they know what kind of questions they're going to be asked ahead of time so that they can actually give a really good answer sure. um, for the public so that they can, we can highlight each lady. So I think that's kind of one of the biggest differences between the two. Okay. Um, and I do have, okay, so this was what I had before. Wow. Right? Yes. That's that's what I had for almost 20 years, and I wore one of those with combat boots, you know, and the probably mean-looking lady, but... No. And for this stack... Wow. <laughs> so... That um, is incredible, Brenda. And every single one that I did, it just, it felt like I could feel my 
own confidence level going up. And with all these women that I met, I felt that, you know, there were so many more women out there that were just like me. Yes. And we'd always done a lot of, you know, my family has always done a lot of charity work and give back and those kind of things. So um, I went ahead and I created my own nonprofit um, organization and it's called the Electric Pen of Dolls. Yes. And we do our own pageants and we'd run seven or eight of those a year. Um, we do photo shoots, we do events, we do fundraisers, meet and greets. We're actually going to go to our next one is on the 23rd and we teamed up with the Seattle Mariners and we do a pin-up day at the park. So some people might see us there in the Rockford Peaches costumes. Okay. Um, it's super fun and it's a good fundraiser. Um, a lot of our funds go back to um, our veterans, um, law enforcement, um, first responders in general, firemen, EMTs, dispatchers, um, wherever there's a need. We do food drives. I mean, you name it, we do it. We've done, you know, at least $10,000 a year in charity work the last couple of years, um, just running little events. And, and on top of it, it's so fun because my club members are my sisters. We're all sisters. We're yeah. a group. Yeah. Got structure. I actually have a couple of them if you want to meet them. <laughs> amazing. Well, what I want to say really quick, though, is it's amazing to me that as soon as you got out of public service, you started serving the public. Yeah. That's a very, very powerful dynamic, and it speaks volumes about you. You have obviously been built to serve others and connect with other people in your community. And I really admire that. That's something that I think you should be very, very proud of. And it makes perfect sense why you are so well aligned with Beautiful Disaster. Because we're a tribe. And we can do so much more together than individually. So I think you're doing a fantastic job, you know, putting together everything you've put together. So really quick, give yourself a couple plugs. Where does our audience on YouTube and the podcast and online and the whole shebang, where do they follow you? How do they find out more? You can find us on Facebook, Electric Pen of Dolls, the Electric Pen of Dolls. You can find us, I believe, on Instagram, Twitter, all of those places. We do have a web page. We also um, run Electric Pen Up Magazine. Okay. And where we publish photos of, you know, our ladies as well as ladies that send in, you know, photos of themselves. Right. Um, and you can find us basically out and about everywhere. We've got three chapters now. We have a chapter oh, wow. in South Georgia. Okay. We have a chapter in Western Washington and a chapter in Eastern Washington. And our club members are all ages, sizes, backgrounds. You know, we've got, well, we have a little lady that's 70, my mother. She's oh, our old wow. She even competes in the pageants. Oh, and that is amazing. Has a good time doing it. And we've got, like I said, just all ladies. So, real quick. Sure. Uh, I have with me my our treasurer for our main chapter, which is our Western Washington chapter. Yes. Her name is Belinda. Welcome to the show, Belinda. Hi. Hi. Oh, look here. at you wearing that you don't know my story shirt. Love it. Yes. So, and Belinda, obviously we don't know your story, so we might have to find out a little bit more about you. Is there anything that you want to say really quick and why you identify with our brand as well? Um, you know, well, I mean, I'm obviously a beautiful disaster. Um, I'm a mom of two. Um, I don't have my stuff together. So, you know, I'm winging it every day. And, um, 
yeah, just happy that I found my tribe. I got my sisters now. Oh, so it's amazing. To belong. Fantastic. Fantastic. And we've got Lacey Sunshine. She's one of our prospects this year. Hi, Lacey Sunshine. Welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect by Beautiful Hi. Disaster Show. <laughs> oh, you guys are the best. Everybody's <laughs> repping their gear. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> so, Brenda, really quick before we before we close this out, what would you say to a beautiful disaster to someone in our tribe who hasn't quite made it out of the darkness yet? What would you say? you know, given the opportunity to somebody where you know where they've been and now you know where you are, what would you say? I would say don't give up. I mean, today might be the worst day ever and you might not even want to be here, but put that off at least until morning yeah. because tomorrow's always going to be another day and you just never know. Somebody might convince you to go to a car show or something equivalent that is their car show that might yeah. just change everything all around yeah just just it's unbelievable what can happen just in a moment that can change everything so well thank you so much for joining us and for being so open and sharing your story and your beautiful face and your beautiful tribe so everybody uh stay connected with electric pinup dolls and beautiful disaster don't forget to subscribe and of course follow us on instagram and facebook at beautiful disaster clothing so brenda have a fantastic day and thanks again we send you so thank much you. love and we're so proud of everything that you've done from where you were to where you are now you are just doing amazing so thanks again thank you all right bye bye uh -huh.